Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It is Monday, April 25th, 2011, and you're listening to 10 Dozen Minutes of Keeping Your Fucking Eyes Open with Jacob, Mr. Skullhead. I am Mr. Skullhead, and I have eyes. Do you think you're going to have trouble keeping them open? I might, um, but at, at least I have the eyes. Like, I'm meeting you halfway here. How are... What What made you so tired, buddy? I, uh, I was out in the, the hot, hot sun, because there was hot, hot sun. I mean, the, the temperature outside was about 65 degrees today, which, after being conditioned for the winter, feels like, you know, 85 or 90. And I was out... I had to... Uh, I hung some lights across the outside of my house. Like, for Christmas? No, for, like, having parties... Oh, Easter on lights. The, having parties on the deck, you know what I'm saying? Post-Easter lights. Yeah, post-Easter. How did you, uh, how did you celebrate your Easter? I, uh, renounced God. Ooh. But, uh, that, that was a while ago at this point, so... Yeah, we bought, uh... We made a little Easter basket for the kid. Had some candy and some toys and some Legos up in. Did he, did he understand what was up? Did he understand that... Uh, yes, this is an opportunity to get a basket full of toys and goodies and candy and Legos, but it is also, more importantly, a celebration of the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, of Nazareth, son of man. Son of son of God and, and son of man. No, I, I told him that Easter is a time where everything is growing and babies are being made and born. Uh, did, you, did you then demonstrate to him how babies are made? I demonstrated to him how babies are born. Which, uh, mm. he was a little scared. Yeah, that's weird. Well, when a man and Arnold Schwarzenegger love each other very much, right. they make a be called Junior. Yeah, I, g- I gave him that documentary to watch. Uh, was, was Junior, was, was Abraham Lincoln, <laughs> Abraham Lincoln. Abraham was, Lincoln was not in Junior. <laughs> no, no, he was not. Uh, sorry. <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger is who I meant. Uh... Wow, that was quite a misfire. Um, was he the president in that movie? I've never seen it. I don't think so. Was that like the president, and he has a baby, and people wonder if he can be president even though he's pregnant? I Wait, am I thinking of Twins, where Danny DeVito was the president? Uh, the president of Gotham City. Right. I think that's what it was. To me, Danny DeVito will always be... The werewolf and big fish. Um, do you, did you, I don't know if this was a traditional thing or not, but my parents always hid my Easter basket. Huh. Is that a thing? It might be. My parents always put ours on the kitchen table. So when we all came in and had breakfast, then we had them sitting there. Jess wanted to put it in his room, so, you know, around about 6.30 we heard him kind of rustling around in the papers and... Kept him quiet until seven, because he can't mm. o- he can't open any of the packages of candy or anything yet. So he just was playing with the toys. Hmm. He could do where the toys not in boxes. The Legos were in a little uh, tub, but he can. They're the same as his other Lego tubs, so he can take those apart. That's kind of a boring, shitty present. Then hey, here's here's the your. Did you just take the Legos from the other room and put them in an Easter basket and pretend they were a new thing? No, we bought him a new set. Exactly tub. the same as his old set? That's bullshit, man. The same tub, the same... They all come in the same package. Mm-hmm. Some of them are different. You know, you don't know of, of my Duplos. 
I guess that's true. Uh, were they were they they cool? Did they have Easter eggs on them or something? Are they were they Easter themed? Are they pink? Did you get them pink Legos? You can get people pink Legos now, and I find that disturbing. That there have to be girl Legos, you know? I thought Legos transcended gender. Well, that's the only way to get girls involved in, uh, or, you know, interested in like an engineering toy, right? Is to make it pink. Right. That's what they say. There was that great uh, Saturday morning breakfast cereal that was. Problem. Women are not interested in math. Possible solution. How can we let women know that math is inclusive and could be fun for them? The solution every time. How can we make math pink? I, I don't think I parsed that story correctly. That's was it... Were you talking about cereal? No, it was a uh, Saturday morning breakfast cereal, the webcomic, that you're aware of. Oh... Oh, wow. I don't know what is the matter with my word thinker, uh, because that did not parse as the name of that comic at all. I was going to say SNBC, but I didn't want to seem that cool. But see, then, then I would have known what you were talking about. That's, that's weird. What is wrong with me? Am I, am, I too, am I too cool for school? I don't know. You're, uh, you're thinking of webcomics as serials and um, Austrian actors as presidents. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, Abraham Lincoln was Austrian, right? Yeah, he was. Four score uh, and seven years ago. <clears throat> He's actually Japanese, apparently. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say that's your that's your Austrian, huh? Um, so you uh you uh you you got the kid an Easter basket? Did you you didn't go to go to midnight mass or morning <laughs> morning mass? No, you were never Catholic, even before you renounced God. Did you actually? Did you actually explicitly renounce God? Did you, like, walk up to him and say, Sir, I renounce thee. No, I just kind of slowly over a period of several years had, like, yeah, you know, I don't believe in creationism anymore. Yeah, I, I don't believe that gay people are evil anymore. Like, you know, I, I really don't believe that there's a, a single way to get to a good afterlife anymore. So it was kind of like a... It was a process. I wouldn't really, say that every, I'd like, just every time your mom was like, "Son, it's time to go to church." You say, "No, I'd rather just stay home and masturbate." Well, that's true, but you know, it happened after I moved out of the house. Of course, the, uh, these days it's uh, it's less of a renouncing and more of a, yeah, this whole thing seems highly unlikely. Not it's not like a fuck you God or anything. No, I I, I wasn't implying that. I, I thought you would have been very polite about it. <laughs> Frankly, sir. I renounce thee. Uh, so I, uh, I accidentally uh, visited my family for Easter uh, because uh, this this year Easter fell the day after my mom's birthday. Right, right. Uh, so I went down there for the weekend, and uh, I, I I don't ever get anybody anything for birthdays or Christmas, and I'm terrible at coming up with gifts. And so I was like, uh, I'll come uh, buy you dinner. And let you uh, hem a new pair of jeans that I got, hmm. and she was happy. She was happy to, to that, that, that I uh, that I was able to make use of her skills and her crazy sewing machine. Uh, so we went down. We we ate at. Uh, she wanted to eat at the macaroni grill. Had some good meals at that place. Essay. I think I've only ever been there with you. Uh, but now I'm in there with my mom, uh, so that that was good. And then uh, and then yesterday I I drove back. I had to I had to come back uh, before the evening because I I had that guest spot on the Overthinking It podcast uh, available online at overthinkingit.com. 
Uh, what, that was pretty fun. Your, uh, that went pretty well. Your assessment of? Yeah, it was good. It was good. Uh, you know, I was I was nervous. I always I always feel like I'm going to be terrible at everything, and I was only bad. So, you know, my expectations were exceeded. Um, that was cool. But on the way back, we uh, I bought some uh, fireworks, which you know, uh, Arizona is known lately for its uh, extremely progressive politics, uh, such as making fireworks legal. Did somebody? Did they actually do that? Yeah. That's retarded. Why? Because Arizona is made out of kindling. Yeah, so is New Mexico. It wasn't like, it, it, yeah, you know, this is one of those things where I'm sure I know exactly what side of this issue you and I are on. But like, well, uh, you know, yeah. So they 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 just loosened some restrictions that had been put in place in some states at some point, mm-hmm. but not all of them. So I mean, it's like. A lot of the the municipalities have decided that it is illegal to set off fireworks within their borders. Which they have the right to do, surely. Sure, yeah. I mean, you know, I don't, I, I think it was put to a vote, and we voted to make them legal again. There are some kind of limits on it. I mean, you can't, you know, you can't just set off bombs and stuff. Uh, you know, do you think that, like, a bottle rocket is more likely to set a fire than a sparkler? I guess it probably is. Uh, yeah, it's more likely to set a fire somewhere far enough away that you can't get at it. You don't see it. It's more likely to set a fire, uh, like if you shoot it down the neighbor's chimney. Right. It will uh, start a fire in their fireplace, which is the most dangerous place to have a fire. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I grew up without fireworks, and it seemed really bizarre to me, like when I went to visit friends in, in uh, Missouri and they had them. And having lived in a place for three years where they're legal, I wish that they were illegal everywhere. Huh. Because it makes the goddamn month of... Well, the months of May, June, and July are all the 4th of July every night. So it's... And uh, what do you have against celebration, Mr. Stillman? It's a goddamn war zone for, like, three months out of the year until, like, 10 or 11 at night, and it's... I think you mean an awesome fun zone. No... It sucks. How? What could you possibly have against fireworks? They're loud. Uh, okay, so what you have against them is your uh, your rapidly increasing age. They're loud, and I like to sleep at night. <laughs> like, also, I live in the ghetto, and I hate having to play the the game that everyone's playing, which is was that a gunshot or a firework? Because when it's a gunshot, you need to call the police and report that there was a gunshot. But, uh, I just always felt about you know about fireworks laws that it's like if if it is a thing that only certain states see fit to make illegal, it can't be that big a fucking deal. Oh, right? I agree like, with that. I, I I don't think that they need to be illegal for that reason. I think that they should be illegal because they're fucking obnoxious. Hmm. So should uh, loud rap music also be illegal? Well, that's the thing. We have noise ordinances about playing your radio loud enough that it would wake somebody up if you drove through their neighborhood. I have to imagine that those noise ordinances also apply to fireworks. No. How is that even possible? Then it's not a noise ordinance, it's a radio ordinance. (laughs) Right. Oh, sorry, I'm listening to this on a CD player. You can't touch me, copper. Well, like, the police will give you a ticket if you're going around town blasting your radio loud enough to like rattle other people's windows in their house, right? 
but you can have a firework that, as long as it doesn't go up in the sky and go boom, which is our restriction, can pretty much be as loud the fuck as you want it to be. And that's just kind of ridiculous. And nobody ever does the thing where they're doing the 1812 overture and setting off fireworks, in which case I would probably give them a pass. Mm-hmm. So you just, you, you in, in this as in all things, you want to restrict other people's freedoms for your own convenience uh-huh. and comfort. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I always I always attributed like I in my mind not being able to buy beer on Sundays and not being able to buy fireworks are like d- d- sort of uh, logically equivalent, right? And and it just seemed like one of those things where it's like, well, you know, you make laws about the fireworks and then people are going to sell everything that is actually possible to sell, pushing up against the very edges of these laws. And, you know, at some point they're like just as dangerous or annoying as the things that are illegal. And it's like, that just seems like kind of nonsense, right? Like people don't really get hurt by fireworks in sufficient numbers that it's a public safety thing. I don't know that I believe that, like, you know, are there more fires on July 4th than other days of the year? Like, I don't know that the data is there to, to suggest that there's really a significant public threat from fires, from fireworks. And I'm sure, you know, the one guy who's like, my uncle and all of his babies died when a neighbor set off a bottle rocket in his fireplace. Uh, but that isn't data. That's a story sure. about your uncle told in a weird voice that's kind of creeping me out a little bit. You would imagine, though, that in Arizona there are regularly times when, like, flicking a lit cigarette out the window can cause like a thousand acre forest fire right so there are times when yeah have you not seen the thousand acre forest fires that are caused by cigarettes out the window well i mean i half of i-17 was a charred wreck for a couple of years because of that shit oh okay there there are times in arizona let's just say that you're not allowed to have an open flame like a campfire or whatever and if the rules that apply to that also apply to fireworks, then sure. It, you know, yeah, I don't know. I don't know why they wouldn't. If you want to be a dickwad and annoy your neighbors by setting off goddamn fireworks on the thirtieth of May, you should be able to do so by law. Yeah, never mind. I guess I won't tell you my cool fireworks stories. <laughs> you're just gonna say I'm a nuisance, just like the other people in my neighborhood. They're like, "Get out of here, you nuisance! Your skin's too dark." That's what they say. Uh, anyway, I also went to uh, explored some Indian ruins. I mean, that shit. Uh, I'm sorry, Indian ruins. Oh, right, right. In Inuit to you too, Mister Eskimo. <laughs> uh, the yeah, I went to went to Casa Grande, which I did not realize uh, it, it's situated uh, between Casa Vente and Casa Tall. <laughs> oh, uh, but uh, I didn't realize it was named after this particular uh, Hohokam ruin. Hohokam. Did you have I don't a know. Ha ha at the Hohokam? Yeah, uh, yeah. It was uh, shaped like Santa Claus. That's how they got their name. Uh, it was it was kind of impressive. There was a, this big metal canopy built over it, like in the 30s, uh, and so there's this. It's like uh, it's like a three story uh, mud building. A lot of the walls are still standing, and uh, there's a kind of a compound built around it that I don't exactly understand. Like a lot of the walls are built up. And then where they have eroded away, like, chicken wire is visible, which I'm pretty sure the 
you know, Hohokam of the 16 and 1700s, or no, I guess these were built in like the 1300s is what they said, uh, 13 and 1400s. They, they did not have chicken wire as far as I know. No, they didn't even have chickens. Yeah, they might have. They, I don't think they had any kind of wire, and I don't think that they had chickens. Yeah. Um, they might have used, you know, something, I don't know, when they're cutting each other's heads off and throwing them through hoops, I guess. There could have been some mesh uh, in those hoops. But the hoops were sideways, know. though, so. Uh, maybe they didn't need mesh. Yeah. They might have hung mesh uh, decoratively. You know, like a decorative mesh. Like we hang on our on our, uh, our 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 trees in the the winter time. Yeah, I always Here look forward to putting the decorative mesh on my Christmas tree. Yeah, no, not the Christmas tree. You put it on your outside trees. Ah, uh, yeah, that's right. And uh, now that I think about it, I'm actually describing those that those webbings made out of Christmas lights. Uh, I thought I was just making something up, but no, that's a real thing. I've 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 stumbled upon a, an actual tradition. So, if you go on these flights of fancy and fly them far enough, you eventually end at something that exists. Yeah, it's weird. Hmm. It's like an infinite number of monkeys and an infinite number of typewriters. Lovely. Um, you know what I realized, speaking of which, uh, I was driving home the other day, and uh, apparently my house has uh, power outlets up at roof level for Christmas lights. Is that a thing? That's an awesome thing. Who has that? You. I've never hung uh, Christmas lights. I'm always the only asshole in my neighborhood that doesn't have Christmas lights because I spend all my money on fireworks and then set them off at four in the morning. Merry Christmas, everybody. Fuck your fireworks. Hey, I'm not drunk. How dare you imply that I would would throw, that I would spit in the face of fireworks safety by being drunk while I played with fireworks. How dare you, Mr. Scott? Well, I think that when you practice playing with fireworks, you're drunk, so that when you actually play with them, You'll be ready. Like, you'll be set. Right, I've got that state-dependent learning to worry about. Yeah. I'll be go. Um, what, what else have you done since the last time we had a, we had a radio show? What do we, what do we, what do we do? There was a, another party at uh, Vaginal Blood Fart's house. A party of the first part? It was. It was a birthday party for one of our friends and also my wife, whose birthday is today. Oh, happy birthday, your wife. So we did that. They're, uh, yeah. It, it's nice to, to party with some people who... It's weird. Like, a lot of our friends have gotten into the more old people style party, where you, you have you, a couple of... You play of, golf and uh, share stories about Metamucil. Yeah, well, you have a couple of drinks and you kind of clear out by 10 o'clock. That kind of thing. The weird thing is, though, that group of friends are mostly without kids and younger than I am. But that's just, they kind of gotten to that point where we just talk about our neck and back and then go to bed by 10. So it's nice to go over there, like, even though they have a couple of kids. So you talk about your necks and backs, but you go to bed before you start licking your pussies and your cracks. Exactly. Wait, what? I don't think I know that song. But I know that it's a song, so. Mm-hmm. So you must know something about it. All I know is lick you up and down your back because I'm that freak. I'm freaky like that. Mm. Cool. Good old freak nasty. Da dip. Uh, oh uh, yeah, the the did was that da dip? Is that a lyric from da dip? It is indeed. Anyway, tell me about your party, buddy. Yeah, it was a great party. So so those parties they tend to be more the like drink eight or nine or 12 beers and run around like lunatics and go to bed at 3 in the morning. 
cool. And it's nice to do that every now and again. I mean, granted that one of those a, a couple of months will do at this age. But uh, it's nice to have at least a couple of them. On Friday, we went on an Earth Day bicycle pub crawl. <laughs> I'd forgotten about that. That uh, seems so like a wrote, terrible idea. How did that go? Um, well, no, it went fine. I mean, I, you know, I like, I'm getting old, uh, and I never really was a uh, drinking, uh, drinking early in the day. It started at four o'clock. So like the fact that it started at four o'clock meant that I needed to pace myself. And the fact that I was pacing myself at four o'clock meant that I was also pacing myself at seven or eight o'clock. So basically what happened was that, you know, we did this, we, we rode our bikes to, there were nine people on the earth day. We decided to uh, conserve energy by uh, being very few in number. That sounds, sounds good. Uh, but you know, it was the, the, one of the guys on it was a guy that owned one of the bars that was on the route, and uh, shot the shit with that guy. And it was cool, and met some other people. We played some pool, we drank some beers, uh, we rode some bikes. Uh, when we told people we were going to this, somebody was like, "Ah, oh, God, so many of my friends have gone to jail because of bike pub crawls," uh, uh-huh. but nobody went to jail. Uh, anyway, then uh, there was Heffa's uh, birthday party, uh, which we went to that. And uh, it's a pretty good turnout. Played some rock band. I went, got real tired and uh, went to went home early. Went to sleep. Lovely. Yeah. It seems weird to me that you can get a um, ticket for driving while or biking while drunk. Yeah, it is weird. I mean, it, it seems like the reason you don't want people to drive while drunk is that an automobile is you know like two thousand pounds of death to pedestrians, right? Yeah, but like, what are you gonna hit while you're on a bike? That's gonna that it's gonna kill. Well, I mean, I think the reason that you can, you know, the reason that you give a DUI to a guy on a bike is because his tens of thousands of dollars spends just as well out of the state coffers as a guy in a car, and nobody has his back. That's true. So you might as well just ruin his fucking life with some bullshit. So do they make uh, it? <clears throat> do they make it so you you can't? ride your bike do they give you a uh, suspended bike license do they, they give, give you a, a yeah they give you an ignition suspended? interlock for your bike uh, <laughs> so you have to you have to keep pausing to blow into it uh, the I company makes those my, uh, i thought it would be something that was just wired into your calf <laughs> ah that's funny your legs just don't work if you're drunk yeah it also keeps you from walking while drunk but you know yeah Nothing uh, you know say. what I don't understand like it it that really does seem like uh, just totally unenforceable horseshit. I wonder if it's one of those things where if you fought it in court you could you could get out of it because I mean do like I'm never sure do you have to provide identification to a cop if you don't have it? I don't know I, I'll bet that they can take you in for not providing it. And make I mean, that seems there. weird because it's not illegal to leave your house without your driver's license, right? Right. And it's not illegal to lie to the cops. I guess it is illegal to, to misrepresent your identity, right? You can't say that you're somebody that you're not. But I don't think you have to tell them who you are. Hmm. And it just seems like, well, okay, if I didn't have a driver's license, you wouldn't be able to give me a DUI, right? See, there you go again, applying logic. You wouldn't be able to suspend my license for riding a bike, although they probably could, right? It, as far as I know, if you get a DUI on a bicycle, you still owe the state a year of an ignition interlock device in a car. So oh. even if you don't own a car, the next time you buy one, you have to put the fucking interlock in it and have it in there for a year. 
before your before your commitment to them is done. Well, I would ah. I could say something that I'm going to say something that you're going to disagree with violently. Uh huh. I think every car should have an ignition uh, ignition interlock on it. Huh. I think that should just be part of what your car is. You're, you know, you put in your key, you turn your key, you blow into the thing. No more drunk drivers ever. I mean... That way, no, that would eliminate the horse shit of, like, the cop coming up to you while you're sleeping it off in the backseat of your car and giving you a ticket because you know where your keys are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, it would eliminate that horse shit by, you know, making it so almost every bar went out of business and... <laughs> Well, you know, like states I, you know, have which a, is, uh, yeah, sure, sure. You know what? States have if, a legal limit for really alcohol, concerned, right? If we're really concerned about safety, then then sure, that is a thing that I guess we could do that would probably save lives. And and again, you know, no, I'm sure you could get that passed. I'm sure you could get that passed, and I'm sure that you know, I'm sure that the people who manufacture and maintain ignition interlocks are are lobbying to make that happen. Sure. And just and. As we know, if anybody is going to make money off it, it shouldn't be a law. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's my that's my stance, Mr. Scullet. It has uh, it has nothing to do it's with it. It's the same that. as my anti-liberty. Anything <laughs> than that? Yeah, yeah. The, the other the uh, my other opinion on drunk driving. Well, like so, the states have legal limits of alcohol in your blood, right? So just calibrate the thing for that legal limit, and then off um, you go. I mean, what if what if you're driving from state to state? Well, then you're fucked. But, you know, you're fucked anyway. Although, my other thought for DUI enforcement is first time you get pulled over for a DUI, a warning and no consequences. Mm-hmm. Second time, no more license. Third time, jail. Fourth time, execution. Yeah. Like, let's just stop fucking around with this. Like, the first time, say, okay, now you know you were drunk and you shouldn't have been driving. Go on your merry way. You should. That should never happen again. And I, I'm not a fan of drunk driving as you are. So I, I as someone who doesn't do it a whole bunch, I, I'm comfortable with that. I mean, how did you how did you get home from that party? I was sober when I left the party. After twelve beers. Yeah, I only had six beers. Mm-hmm. So six beers. So then you waited six hours before you left the party. I don't drive when I'm over the legal limit. Because oh, I don't uh, okay. want to lose my license. But I mean, lots and lots of people get DUIs when they're driving not over the legal limit. Are they driving like assholes? I don't know. They're, but they're not like those. If those standards meant anything, then we could enforce things by those standards. But they don't currently enforce things by those standards at all. It is entirely at the discretion of the arresting officer whether you are impaired enough to get a DUI and have your fucking life ruined. It's like, yeah, yeah man, I don't know. You know, you're right. You're, you know, it, but it's, but it's one of those things where it's like, okay, uh, another thing that would dramatically improve uh, the situation with, uh, with you know, public safety, with cars, with the environment, with everything, is put a ten dollar a gallon tax on gas. Use that money to create safe and efficient public transportation. I'm right? kind of in but, favor of that too. Yeah, so am I. Nobody's ever going to do it though. You know, the problem, the problem with your idea about, you know, just continuing to fuck people over even more uh, for doing things that are, you know, not necessarily provably dangerous is, is that people will actually vote for yours and nobody would vote for mine. You know, like drunk, dead drunk driving 
is undeniably dangerous. Absolutely. But the stuff that people get arrested for... Is horseshit. I, I would say in a majority of cases is not actually endangering anyone. So, uh, you know, and that's that's why it bothers me. Yeah. Well, see... And the, actually, the, the, re- the rhetoric around it is it is so easy. It is so easy to get people upset about it. Yeah. You know, everybody knows somebody. Everybody knows somebody sometime. See, if, if we go with my plan of putting the ignition interlock on every vehicle, then you could you could bring back the idea of having a beer in the car with you. Because you just blow yeah. the, you blow it sober, and then you, you take off, you drink your beer while you're driving, and if you're not driving like an asshole, you don't get pulled over, and you're fine. Well, uh, you, you would have to change what the interlock was, right? Because right now, any alcohol content at all, your car doesn't start, and you randomly have to blow it like once every 20 minutes while you're driving. Oh, uh, see, that's no fun. There's, there's got to be a... There have to be loopholes. Yeah. Right. Well, if there are loopholes, then all you need is one sober person to go and blow in everybody's car to start it as you're leaving the bar. Right, and in this age where unemployment is at an all-time high... Yeah, you might as well give somebody give somebody that ten dollars to do that. Yeah, you get paid to be sober. Okay. Uh, Soren Trigg asks if I can upload the show once it's done. Please, I hate waiting until Thursday or later. Can't Scully do it? Uh, no, Scully doesn't have the software to edit it uh, and the, the plugins and whatnot. Um, the reason that it doesn't happen on Monday is because it takes too long to upload the show for me to sit waiting for the show to get uploaded. Um, and it's like, invariably, I am starving to death by the time this show is over because I never want to eat dinner before the show, but after the show is way too late yeah. to eat dinner. So I leave and eat dinner as fast as I can, and I usually have a couple drinks with dinner, and then I drive home. And then I don't remember to download and then upload the show. I ought to. All I goddamn do is podcast anymore. That's true. You'd think that every minute of every day I would think, what podcast-related task must I perform right now? Now, in fact, I realized that what I have to do after this show is I have to upload the newest advice hot dog because we recorded it so early. And then put it off because Roy is insisting on putting individual art on every episode. Wow. And I've yet to figure out how the fuck that's going to work. I just can't get it to work. Like, doing what the iTunes documentation says to do just doesn't do anything. Um, what I did find out, though, was... Uh, so you can set up art for a podcast in general, and you can do the same thing. You use the exact same syntax to set up art for episodes of the podcast. And if you don't have art assigned to the episodes, it will use the, the art for the podcast. Unless that art is a GIF. If the art is a GIF, it is unsupported for individual episodes, but supported for the podcast in iTunes. Which doesn't make any fucking sense at all. Yeah. And it doesn't give you any message about, like, artwork doesn't work because it's a GIF. It was like when we tried to, uh, when I was trying to set up the Twitter profile picture to begin with, every time I tried to upload it, it was like, whoops, sorry, Twitter is over capacity. And what they meant was, this doesn't support GIFs. (laughs) Um, So that took a long time to figure out. Yeah. Oh, man. You know, sometimes when people say, yeah, Apple's inscrutability is a a serious problem, the fact that they don't reveal uh, their shit to anybody, I can kind of see where they're coming from. Because I wish I understood more about how this shit works. 
I think we have uh, effectively and comprehensively taken over the podcast feed. Uh, I think it is. It is uh, the old one is now unmaintained. I left a little farewell message, which people have uh, people have mentioned that they appreciate actually, because uh, I guess normally uh, normally they won't do that. Right. It sucks that you can't just go into iTunes and update where the feed is, but that just doesn't mean anything. Like you set it up once. And then they don't store any information, I guess. Oh, except they do. They store information that updates at some frequency that I can't quite figure out. Uh, because every time I make a change trying to get these stupid artwork things to work, it's like maybe something changes on iTunes. But I don't know if it is because of the last thing I changed or because of a thing I changed yesterday or an hour ago. Hmm. Um, because they don't like say when the last time they pulled it was for their for their like metadata that they use to search stuff it's like you know if you like change the name of your podcast in your feed it takes some amount of time for itunes to reflect that and they don't give you a sense of how much time that is huh i don't know man but you know it's one of those things like paypal if if there was an alternative that had the reach we'd use it but there isn't and, you know, maybe these things get big because they stick to their guns in terms of how their shit is going to work, right? Mm-hmm. Google, fucking Google is like the crown prince of trade secrets. Stopping people from figuring out how to, like, make it so their service is bullshit, right? <laughs> but nobody's like, oh, Google should be more like Android, which is funny because Google is Android. Right. But, uh you know, and that's a pretty serious argument against openness in every case, right? If Google was open about the way that their shit worked, Google would become useless. Because it would just be people making it so their website came up because they want it to come up rather than because it's actually relevant to what you're searching for. Right. Obama pwned the open source crowd. Yeah. I missed Apparently, that. he was all, we can't conduct diplomacy on an open source basis. Because you would try to boot up your talks with the ambassador from China, and it would crash and go to a Unix prompt. It just wouldn't. It wouldn't support your ARMS. <laughs> if, you, if you're trying to do it, like, oh no, sorry, you need to write your own ARMS drivers, and you're like, how the fuck am I going to do that with no ARMS? Like, well, if you had the right compiler, yeah. So I was reading uh, the other day, uh, a few weeks ago, I guess, about how there is now a functional, apparently, uh, gaze-tracking, uh, hands-free mouse setup. Yeah. But I guess it's not really a mouse. But, it, like, right now it's in the, this is only for sale to, like, quadriplegics, and so it costs, like, $8,000 for no good reason. Hmm. <laughs> You know, because it's like a it's it's a specialty medical device or whatever. But like the fact that like if that tech actually works, which you know maybe it works real shitty. It's like better than no mouse if you can't move your arms and legs. But I would like to see things move in that direction. Huh. I would like to be able to look and say click my tongue uh, to use a mouse, or just hit a button on the keyboard, right? And not ever have to have my hands leave the uh, leave the keyboard. All I want is when I'm at this computer that has two displays, for there to be some kind of gaze tracking that sees which screen I'm looking at and move the focus. Hmm. So, like, if I'm looking at the chat window for Kingdom, 
even though the focus is way up on the address bar on the other screen's browser, it would just automatically type in the chat. So you only want that to happen when it's on another screen, not just in another window. I feel like there that that is the thing that sometimes people want, and there you can turn on in some operating systems a feature that will just focus whatever your mouse is over. Um, but I think that I would find that feature annoying more often than I would. Well, find that's the it thing. Helpful. I don't want it on what my mouse is over. I want it what I'm looking at. See, I, I sometimes will have something in like something open in one monitor that I'm typing stuff into, and then some, and I want to be able to like scroll in a browser and look through stuff and type something about each thing or whatever. Uh, yeah. And that is like frustrating to constantly have to tab back or click back over on the thing that I'm trying to type into. Um, and if it was focusing based on what I was looking at, I think that'd be even worse. Although it'd be easier to just glance over than it would be to leave the keyboard and go to the mouse. I don't like that time spent moving your hand between the keyboard and the mouse. Huh. They made fun of me in my training class when I had my call center job. I was like, are there any keyboard shortcuts for this software? I mean, like, there are, because I've figured out a couple of them, but is there, like, a list of keyboard shortcuts for this software? It's like, uh, I don't, I don't know. Why do you want that? Nobody's ever asked that before. And I'm like, ah, it just seems like it'd be faster. He was like, how would that be faster? Because uh, you wouldn't have to constantly move your hand between the keyboard and the mouse. And everybody, like people just made fun of me. Like the other people in the training class made fun of me for expressing that sentiment. Ridiculous. Just goes to show. Just goes to show the caliber of people that have jobs like that. They're like smart enough to not be janitors, but not smart enough to like be, you know, engineers or IT people or well, whatever. Actually, I had a boss at an office job that the first, it was a temp job. The first day that I was there, she came by and told me to stop using the numeric keypad because it was slowing me down. Mm-hmm. And I said, but, you know, and this was entering like lists of social security numbers, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, no, you really should be using the numbers on the top row. Don't you know how to type home row? Like, yeah, but I also know 10 key at 10,000 keystrokes per hour, which apparently they measure it in keystrokes per hour. Wow, really? But, yeah. Yeah. Is that, did you, like, take a test at the temp agency? Yeah. I mean, huh. that's the only way I know. Yeah. And I taught myself 10-key in college because there was a... The job that I had was so boring that one night I forgot to bring in a book while I was waiting for the last bus of the day to come in to this, like, tour place. Mm-hmm. And so I just sat in front of the calculator and just typed numbers until I got up to, you know, I, at least four digits. You just type them in sequence? Yeah. One, huh. two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. And then start it over again. Uh, I thought you were gonna say you you know, you, you you played like Mavis Beacon teaches ten key or something. That would be really boring. Uh, ten key of the dead might be amusing. Mavis Beacon teaches you how to cook tempeh. <laughs> I don't yeah, know what tempeh is. I think it's some gross alternative to uh, some other food that's good but made of meat. And it's some kind of pasta thing, isn't it? Is it? I don't know. Uh, I always associate it with this stuff that one time uh, this guy that that we went backpacking with had brought this food with him that it just looked like dog food. And apparently it was like textured vegetable protein Uh is what this stuff was called. Um, And you just chew on it and then it kind of tasted like dog food. (laughs) But, you know, I guess it was nutritious. It would have to what do you do when you can't eat meat, man? You just sit around being ineffective and unhappy. That's what. 
Jalandi asks, when's the last time either of us has flown a kite? Uh, January. Really? Yes. You actually flew a kite in January. Yeah, there's a winter festival the first week of January where everybody goes out to one of the frozen lakes and yeah, like there are people selling cotton candy and shit and there's an ice fishing demo and uh, you know, stuff for the kitties to do. Is there an ice fishing demolition derby? (laughs) Sadly, no. Yeah, like it's one of those, hey everybody, we're still alive. Like, we're really cold, but we're still alive. And one of the things that they had were kites to fly. So we flew with some kites. I think of ice fishing as something that I would really enjoy. Like, just the whole the whole procedure of, like, getting, like, a little shack and outfitting it. And then, you know, I would mostly sit there and drink beer, I think. Mm-hmm. Have a little stove to keep me warm inside my shack. I, I mean, think that'd be pretty fun. That's pretty much what okay. you do, yeah. Like any kind fishing, of, it's about f- drinking beer. What kind of kite did you fly? It was just a little sled kite, I think it's what it was called. Like you put your kid on it and then ran until your kid was flying through the air on the sled kite? Yeah. Crazy. Best dad ever. Do you think your kid was ever light enough? Well, I mean, let's say, you know, when your kid was a zygote, he was light enough that you could have just, you know, stuck him to the tail of a kite using his own juices and <laughs> uh, and flown him. But do you think after birth, do you think your kid's after birth was light enough to stick to a kite? I don't think. I know. <laughs> oh. That was how I got back into flying kites as an adult is, you know, some people eat the placenta, but we just put it on a kite. Yeah. And flew it. And it, we gave it like an air burial. We let the birds eat it. Um, now we have this whole I, neighborhood full of birds that have the taste of human flesh. Awesome. Yeah. But only only uh, only after birth. Not they don't they don't like they just wait they hover around like vultures waiting for somebody to die except they hover around waiting for pregnant women to give birth. Right. The pregnant the pregnant women in your neighborhood look like scarecrows. Cuz you know scarecrows renowned for their uh, capacity to have crows sitting on top of them. Right. When I think of a scarecrow, I think of it being covered with birds. Why is that? That doesn't make any sense. Because I think scarecrows don't actually work. Yeah, at all. Yeah. Um, I flew a kite. I think I bought one of those weird uh, rotary styrofoam kite things. You know, the kind that have like the... Uh, It's like like a wooden assembly with like these styrofoam blades in the middle of them that they fly and spin. Mm-hmm. There's like different colors painted on either side, so they they flicker pretty colors that they sell on the beach in Mexico for like two dollars. Yeah, I was never able to get any of those in the air. Were you? Oh yeah, yeah. I got one up there, and it was fun for like ten seconds. I was like, well, that ten seconds of entertainment cost me two dollars. <laughs> uh, let's go to the strip club where two dollars can get me like six minutes of entertainment. And probably arrested. Right. Uh, let's see. James R. Knapp says, so how did it make you feel when you got hit by the kobold? We, uh, we talked about all like RPG systems, storytelling versus math, and things like that on the Overthinking It podcast. I was happy. I dared hope that I would say something that I would say something that was interesting enough to them that they would decide to use it as the title of the podcast. And I totes did. 
Excellent. Yeah. Um, that was fun. It was fun. I'm glad that... Uh, fucking hot stuff, man. It's just like... I guess it's that thing. Like, you never know what you can get until you ask for it, right? And I would just never be like, Hey, yeah, Rola, can I be on your podcast? But then somebody else is like, Hey, somebody who books guests for Adam Carolla's podcast can Zach be on your podcast sure or whatever that's apparently what they say sure or whatever that's inspiring he has a he has a way about him does Kevin There's, it's weird it's interesting because <clears throat> knowing him in like just a hanging out with everybody that we know context I would not have thought that he was the charismatic, glad-handing, meet-and-greet guy. Like, and yeah. I, I was going to say, like, schmoozing, but not in a sleazy way, just kind of a, a natural, charismatic way. But the first time I saw him at Comic-Con, doing that thing... Well, first I thought he was flirting, but then it turns out he wasn't mm-hmm. with the girl. He was just, you know, kind of... Networking. Right, your first, your first clue is that he was talking to a girl. <laughs> right. But he's very good at that, and that's good, because we need somebody like that, like... Yeah, because I sure as shit will not self-promote. I'm decent at, like, entertaining people and talking to people, but when it comes to to that level of it, yeah, no way. Hey, sorry Firefox 4 users about bullshit on the the lava maze. I don't even know, man. (laughs) Fucking updates. Why does software need to keep updating? What has changed about the web that necessitates a browser that is newer than like three years old anything and the specs haven't changed those are notoriously slow security right i don't know man i don't know why do you have to i mean i guess i get it the march of progress has to happen in order for there to be actual innovation whatever but like i still there is no reason for windows 7 to exist there is nothing that it does any better than Windows XP. There is nothing that you can do with Windows 7 that you couldn't do with Windows XP. Yeah. Okay. I don't know, man. Do you know of any things? No, I, I have no idea. You seem I like the kind a... of guy who would disagree with that and tell me some things. No, but I, I really don't pay much attention. Like, I don't... I will never, ever buy an upgrade for an operating system, Right. Yeah. I'll use my computer until my computer dies, and then the next computer I buy will have the next operating system. So this computer has Vista on it, and I've never had a problem with Vista. Like, not yeah. not a single one. I mean, I guess I've had problems with the fact that this computer is not upgradable or configurable the way that it's supposed to be, but I don't think of that as a Vista problem. I think mm-hmm. of it as more of a Dell kind of dicks around with their desktops. A Dell Shannon runaway. Yeah. And, and Dell Amitri tends to roll to me. But, uh, <clears throat> yeah. But the new laptop that I bought has a um, 7 on it. And it, it's just a little bit slicker looking. And has maybe a feature or two that's mostly cosmetic but makes things a little bit easier to do. I mean, mm-hmm. the shit that I do on a computer, I'm really not going to notice the, the super nifty shit that a power user would so sure i think though that you will notice it being slower to perform the same tasks because of all the just like sort of unnecessary glitz and 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 visual effects 
Yeah, well, like, eternal. It has eternal. a thing where uh, if you yeah if you unplug the computer and it's on battery, it will automatically switch to the like opaque bars on top and bottom instead of see through stuff hmm. like that. But I don't know. I, I like it pretty. It loads. You like to pretend you're in the future. Okay. It loads my browser really fast, and it loads my word processor really fast. My word processor being WordPad, you know. Yeah, yeah. WordPad does always load pretty fast. <clears throat> uh, let's see. Oh, we got a forum uh, thread. Oh, uh, man, have you played Portal Two yet? New. No. Did you like Portal? I can't remember. I know you yeah, played it. I love Portal. I played the shit out of Portal. Okay. And I'm I'm very much looking forward to to but waiting until some shit's settled down. Pretty much. Yeah. Just yeah. waiting until all of the things that we started building at the beginning of spring are done being built. <laughs> yeah. So then I will play. Uh, it's great. It's great. It is everything that was good about Portal, only more of it. Pretty awesome. I think I'm getting pretty close to done with it. I've uh, I've played it in a in a couple binges. Uh, let's let's get to the forum thread. Sure. Uh, I'm thinking Scully won't be up to speed on this one, but Jick, you've got to make a doll sack after last Thursday's show. Come on, it'd be the greatest item ever. You know, I don't remember what that is. I don't remember what you're talking about. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Psyche says, Jick, is it true that you don't use soap? How um, do the uh, ladies feel about that? And does that mean the way you're doing right now is no soap radio? Ho <laughs> ho! Hey. Um, you know, I use uh, I, I I basically I use soap on the on the junk, and that's it. I mean the junk and the butthole. But the, do you think that do you think your butthole counts as your junk? No, I wouldn't. I would separate those out. Yeah. You know, I use water and a washcloth. And uh, the ladies, the ladies seem to like it. The ladies seem to like it okay. I'm not going to say, oh, you know, boy, they prefer a natural scent because I just don't think I really have one. Yeah, that's the thing. You're probably yeah. picturing in your mind, King, uh, who was it? Psyche. You're probably picturing in your mind, like, a normal human being should they stop using soap, like, say, myself. And the, the ridiculous funk that happens when you don't regularly scrub with soap. But uh, Jick is clean and antiseptic. He, he's like a he's like a robot from the future. He's you know, I think it is all the whiskey. I think I think that some of the ethanol from the whiskey seeps out of my skin and just sort of it's it's like I'm always using a wet nap. Right. My skin is itself a wet nap. You just yeah, don't, you know, you don't we, secrete. We, you just don't. You make fun of me as though, and and I know you don't actually think this, but you sometimes make fun of me as though I'm somebody who's going to evangelize not using soap or shampoo and, and say that nobody should ever use it but I don't think that everyone should do this like I, I don't think it would work for everyone but I what I will say is that it does not the fact that I stopped using shampoo and soap does not make me disgusting and dirty right. it's just I, I realized that I don't need to do it and so I don't and it's like you know when I get in the shower it's just like mmm hot water mmm that was nice yeah, and since you're also not the guy who's going to say that this makes me better than everybody, it's okay that you don't. Yeah. yeah. Unlike cold uh, cold pressed coffee, <laughs> that that does make me better than everybody else because well, I have. What uh, I do is uh, I'm I not have... really making fun of you. I'm just describing to you the uh, like you are a, perhaps an unwilling member of 
a society that contains an incredibly obnoxious element. Sure, sure, sure. I mean, if, well, okay, uh, maybe a set of people defined by behaviors that they have in common and nothing else. Right. Yeah, and a society has to interact in order to be a society. Well, say, like, people who define themselves by, you know, instead of having a fedora, I don't use soap. Right. I mean, this is what I have that I can talk about to differentiate me from other people. Whereas what I have to differentiate me from other people is like, hey, the fact that I'm just way, way better looking than, than other people. And there's the giant and, dick, too. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah. Um, the fact that you're a giant dick, I mean. Yes. <laughs> I figured uh, out the next thing that you need to do, by the way. What's that? You need to start running barefoot. Yeah, no, I'm not going to do that. Uh, I'm a. I'm not gonna run. So I. I used to. All right. So I switched from like wearing regular shoes to wearing flip flops, uh, like ten years ago, and I did it because I constantly had athlete's foot, and yeah. when I didn't wear shoes, I didn't have athlete's foot, and I just like noticed that when I was on vacation once, it just went away when I wore flip flops for a week. So I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I like. I'm not letting the man tell me what kind of shoes to wear anyway. Right. You know. So it was like, and I got to the point where it was like, well. I don't, when I was in college, when I went back to college and I was like, yeah, I don't have to wear real shoes at this bullshit job that they're paying me $4 an hour for. And like, I probably don't have to wear real shoes at any other job that I go to. So I'm just going to try wearing flip flops all the time and see what happens. And you know, what happened was nothing because nobody fucking cares. Right. Like I'm not going to get the kind of job that has a dress code. Right. Yeah. Um, and so I used to think like, well, you know, this is probably like wearing flip flops once they're, you know, once they're smashed down to nothing because, you know, you're meant to wear them an hour at a time. Right. They don't last very long because they cost four dollars. Uh, I used to think, yeah, you know, this is like being barefoot. And I do walk around barefoot as you know, uh, a lot just because I prefer it to having flip flops on mm-hmm. <laughs> when I'm at my house. But I don't think that it's actually better for you. I used to believe, like, well, it's our natural state to walk around with no shoes on, right? Like, shoes are shoes are a sort of a, a a construct that, like, I could see how they will like weaken the muscles in your feet or whatever, and I could imagine that being a thing. But I just totally no longer believe that at all, because a lot of what I'm realizing is, in a state of nature, we're meant to survive just long enough to breed. And, like, nature does not give a shit what happens to you after you're, like, 30. Right. Right? So there's no – there's, like, no sense in actually maintaining habits based on that. There's no intrinsic sense in that, right? I'm not saying that every argument that stems from that is is invalid, but I think the shoe thing probably is. Running is fucking terrible for you. Like, jogging is bad for you. And I don't understand what the fuck is wrong with people. Like, it is good for your cardiovascular health, I guess, in the same way that any activity is. But, like, I am extremely cognizant all the time that I have a limited number of knees left to last me the rest of my life. And I am not going to spend them on something so fucking boring as just, like, running around a block. Yeah. You know? I like I like going for a walk. I like I, – you know, I don't even like riding a bike – but I, that is a way in which I can get some exercise while also accomplishing uh, something in the form of a commute, right? Yeah, I enjoy so, riding a bike, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and it's like, 
Yeah, no, no. That those 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 boots, those five toe split toe socks, they're retarded looking. Right. And I think all they do is they encourage you to go out and do something that is terrible for you, which is fucking jogging. Right. Yeah, and, I think it's funny. Like, one of the things that people say is that some dude ran the New York Marathon barefoot and like came in and like won running barefoot. Some guy from Columbia. Mm-hmm. But then the next year he came back with running sneakers and got a better time. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's one of those things. Like you know, if if somebody said, "Yeah, I like to go running barefoot," and I said, "Okay," that would be fine. But then it's, well, you should run barefoot. Everybody should run barefoot. That's the only way, real way to run. If you're wearing shoes, you shoe wearing bastard. It's like yeah. Evangelization, evangelization of anything is kind of obnoxious. The people that I know who who I've seen wearing those things, to be fair, they only they've only talked about them because somebody else has brought them up. Yeah, I guess there is that like, why are you wearing those fucking shoe idiot shoes, idiot? The same way that people go, how come you're only having one child? Are you trying to raise some fucked up kid? Don't you care about your kid? Does anybody actually say that to you? Well, somebody actually said to Jess, they said, hey, is that your first child? And she said, yeah, he's going to be our only child. And she went, oh, no, you wouldn't do that to him. Mm. Kind of weird. Like, my parents will say, you know, like, you like, when we said we only wanted to have one kid, my mom goes, well, it's a good thing we didn't feel that way. You wouldn't be here. It's like, yeah, but... How many other kids did you not have? You spent six years not having a kid after you had two. How many awesome kids didn't happen because of that? Yeah, and, and the it, only reason that they're not here talking to you is because of that, right? Like it's. And they uh, will you know. say, like, in, in front of my wife, who is an only child, they, they'll talk about all the things that that uh, happens with only children. Like, they're selfish, and they... They have trouble relating to other people, and <laughs> like, people people Jesus. talking about the things that are true of only children. I, to me, it is kind of like astrology. Like that is a thing that can be true of somebody, and mm-hmm. once you find that out, that explains everything about them, no matter what things there are about them. Right. Right. Like, I, you know, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm an only child. I was like, you know, I'm not the most socially well-adjusted person, but I don't know that that had anything to do with the fact that I was an only child, right? Okay. I mean, I, I've known people who were worse who had siblings. Uh, no. So, I, you know, I don't know. Uh, and, and, you know, and again, it's like, well, you know, some of my best friends are people who are only children. But then it's like, well, no, some of my best friends also have a lot of siblings, right? I mean, uh, like for so for every that, only child that I know that I've like deeply connected with, there is one or two people with siblings that I've deeply connected with. So it's like I, I don't really think. So it's that kind of like just thinking about why somebody might be endlessly evangelizing about their stupid shoes. Like, yeah. I end up sounding frequently like. I'm attacking people who have two or three kids. Well, I don't think that you're actually attacking. But, yeah, right? but I, in reality, I'm defending, right? Like, well, you know, it's your kid's going to grow up all fucked up because he's an only child. Kind of makes you go, well, we can do more stuff and we can, we have more money to, to lavish upon him and, you know, like, and fuck you and your sibling having people. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I often wonder if having, like, you know, it, it, it is weird to me to think that there is, there is this sort of fundamental thing, there's these fundamental aspects of the human experience that I just cannot conceive of what it would be like, right? It is just, there is a relationship, there is a possible relationship that people can have that I will just never know. I will never know what it's like. Right. There will never be there will never be a girl who is my sister. Right. right. Like so maybe there is there is a protectiveness that I will never will never get to experience. Maybe there is the uh, even though this girl is attractive, I am revulsed at the idea of having sex with her right. feeling that I just don't. You know, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe you're supposed to have that about other women that you're related to. But to me, anything outside of sister is fair game. Well, like you can. You can, in my experience, you can look at, say, a cousin and go, oh, fuck yeah, my cousin's totally hot. And, but you can't even do that with a sister. It's just like, yeah. I'm, I'm told she's attractive. I haven't been staring at her tits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I don't know what that's like. It's one of those things that, like, I would be happy to say everyone should have as many kids as they feel they want that they can provide for and that they will be happy having and that's something that people don't seem willing to do for me you know like I want one kid that's the the number that I feel comfortable providing for and I don't think he's missing out on anything important would you have felt the same way if it had been a girl probably I was actually hoping for a girl Really? Because I was afraid that if I had a, a boy, he would turn out to be a guy, and I wouldn't be able to relate to him at all. Huh. I, I'm, <clears throat> I relate to women a whole lot easier, because we, we both have that desire to suck cock. So yeah, I yeah. figure that, you know, I, I thought that but it that's would something be, you hope to have in common with your offspring. Right. I thought that it would be easier to talk to a girl about ballet than to a boy about football. Right. I mean, do, you know, I always think... Uh, boy, if I have a son, he's going to turn out to be into sports and shit. But like, do you think that? Do you think that will actually happen? I, if he if he wants to, he's welcome to. Though, like after I saw him, just like you know what, he can do whatever he wants, and I want him to do whatever he wants. If he's into mm-hmm. sports, we'll do our best to make sure that he's not a dick who's into sports. You know, he can. I mean, and, you know, think about thinking about also that. A lot of the nerds that we knew growing up were assholes in the same way that jocks were. They just weren't able to to put that out there or they would get the shit. Yeah, they weren't assholes who were also getting laid. Right. So, you know, yeah, I don't know. You know the important I, thing you, is that he's not a dick. Do you feel like do you feel like you have stuff in common with your dad? Yeah, yeah. I mean, can you can you find enough common ground that you can like have a fun conversation? I mean, I, like yeah, I, they they tend to be about like computers and and uh, building things. I mean, I guess with with that there there are some. Your dad is a person to whom faith is a very fundamental part of his personality and existence, right? And and I guess that would make it a little trickier. So it's because kind of like, the, the, the common ground is in the middle of a couple of minefields, right? Right. At least now they've, after George W. Bush's second term, they went kind of liberal. Ooh. So, like, he's he's answering the emails that he gets from his supporters who say, 
you know, Obama's the Antichrist, and he's going and researching stuff and rebutting them, and, like, we can talk about how it sucks that the Republican Party is breaking the back of the middle class and, you know, all that shit. As long as, like, he's still not convinced about global warming, so we just don't talk about that. And mm-hmm. he's still not convinced about gay marriage, so we just don't talk about that. But there's a there's a whole universe of things we can discuss now that he's not just, you know, knee-jerk Republican. I mean, and I guess that's, uh, like, if you have a son and your son is into a bunch of shit that you're not into, I mean, I was into some stuff that my dad wasn't into, you know? Yeah. And, well, that, I guess that's not necessarily the, the case, right? Like, I read... I read the kind of books that my dad read when he was a kid, not the kind of books that he was reading then, right? Right. That kind of thing. And, and you know, I was more into video games than my dad was, but, like, he was into video games. Yeah. And I, and I think, well, you know, I'm sure that dad was disappointed that I didn't like hunting. I'm sure that he was disappointed that I wasn't, like, you know, that I didn't end up getting into fishing, that I wasn't really into, interested in cars um, or motorcycles. But then I thought... You know, my dad was not disappointed in the way that I turned out. Like, what? Well, it's fucking right. fine, and it will be fine. You know, like I, I, there's there's not any real reason to worry about shit like that. I don't think. Yeah. Right. Uh, hey, do you wanna do you wanna take a break and then get uh, get back and uh, actually answer some of these questions? Well, let's do that. We'll be back. I'm gonna start. The... I'm gonna start drinking during the break, Mister Skullhead. You should do that. You should start and never stop. Did you do anything exciting on the break, Mr. Skullhead? I went and plugged in the lights that I hung outside today. Ooh, are they all lit up? Can you see shit even though it's dark outside? They're pretty. They, uh... <clears throat> are they, they colored? No, they're just... No, I have no colored lights on my house. They're white. white mm-hmm. They're the kind of what? lights that, that look like... Like, pretty old-timey versions of light bulbs. Like, they're perfectly round, and they have, like... The, the filament inside is made to be seen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're, they're nice looking. I like them. They're not like uh, they're not like little chili peppers hanging on a on a on a string. Sadly, no. I would like to get some of the solar LED lights because those are rad, but they're also ridiculously expensive. Are they? I I was thinking the other day that like that is probably a technology that though it has existed since we were kids is probably actually good now. Yeah. Like the lights that just charge during the day and then shine at night because it seems like solar panels are way better than they were when we were kids. And they're not, you know, as better as a lot of things, but like they're they're, they're better. But low power consumption, bright lights are way better yeah. than they were. Um, but yeah, I haven't I, I haven't really needed any anywhere. You know, I don't know where I would put them. <laughs> I don't really like the little lampy things next to next to a, the path, you know. Uh-huh. I have a couple of those. Yeah, because I could see using it like a porch light, having a porch light that operated that way. Oh, I like the the lights on strings. There are some pretty ones that, like, uh, you can do shapes that you wouldn't be able to fit a real light in, like little things the size of a button that light up. Mm-hmm. But they are right now. The LEDs are just a little bit too expensive, and soon they will be awesome. Yeah, I've not ever looked into like what it actually costs to get like a light bulb with LEDs in it or whatever. They're like ten to twenty. Yeah. Which is you know, for something that lasts ten times longer than a fluorescent, that's not bad. Right. Yeah. But it's more than you. It's more than you want to spend like 
on a light bulb, right? Like, even though you can know intellectually that it's worth it and that it's going to be more economical for you, in the long run, it's more money than you want to spend lighting a single point. (laughs) Right. Um, You know, what you need to do is just have, like, like, once a year you buy six of them or whatever, and then as lights go out, you replace them with those. Right. You're like, you've already spent that money. It's gone. Yeah. Uh, so Gamelli says, how's the reception for advice hot dog slash video game hot dogs so far? I'm really enjoying the format, and I am hoping that the series is already wildly popular. Oh, and when will con registration packs be added to Mr. Store? Uh, wait, Mr. Store? Okay. I wonder if that's what he meant. I wonder if he was suggesting that we sell con registration packs in Mr. Store. Um, that'd we be a weird for like, thing. Yeah, just put it for three or four Mr. A's. Yeah. Twelve Mr. A's. Um, <laughs> For the privilege of buying it electronically. Yeah, I don't know. You know, every every year we sort of change our mind about what we want to do with the con registration packs. Um, this, uh, I, you know, I think I will have more to do with that decision-making process this year than I have in previous years, uh, at least recently. <laughs> so I don't know. Uh, you know, I, I think the idea of sending people out shit in the mail is pretty antiquated. I don't think we've done that in quite a while. Right. Um, I don't feel like that's a thing that we ever do until after Comic-Con, though. Yeah. Which, Jesus Christ, is all of that shit creeping right up? Man. It it's going to be Max FunCon before we know it. I know. It's going to be Phoenix Comic Con in like a month. Yup. Which I don't even know what I'm going to do. I, I, my plan was to make a new Lego sign for that so that I would have a new Lego sign for uh, for San Diego Comic Con. But I don't... Uh, that means I need to have started like a week ago. Um, so it seems like uh, Advice Hot Dog is getting about as many downloads as the KOL shows do. Um, I won't know that for a while because I don't actually have total stats on how many KOL shows get downloaded uh, because it wasn't until it won't be until this show actually that it is only available from our servers and so our stats tracking shows every download including the ones off of iTunes. Yeah. Um, but it's yeah, it's I mean they uh, they're they're both doing well. I you know, I expected video games hot dog to have pretty much exactly the same listenership as the Thursday shows because that's it's just the same audience. Um, I don't know how much I, I, I get you know, anecdotally, like I got a phone call from somebody who like I knew from high school who was like, Hey, I heard your podcast. How's it going? <laughs> um, um again, I think a lot of people find it through Roy because Roy has a tremendous number of friends, you know, and everybody is always going to be interested in checking out anything that he does. Right. So there's definitely like a there's definitely like a grassroots spread for Advice Hot Dog that has nothing to do with with the popularity of these of these shows, um, which I don't think is necessarily the case with Video Games Hot Dog. Although we're we're in the new and notable section of two different genres of podcast on iTunes nice. right now, which I gotta imagine, like if you are just looking for a new podcast and you go to say comedy on your iPhone the fact that a thing is in the top five is probably going to make you potentially listen to it right I don't know how many people actually do that but like I, I have to imagine that that drives some popularity just like the the momentum that it gets that pushes it to the top of those lists because people a lot of people are downloading it I, I think we look especially we look like a bigger deal because we are piggybacking on the, the the audience of all of these podcasts, right? Yeah. Um, 
and so it seems like wow this thing only has two episodes and is already getting like you know 10 12,000 downloads like well okay but it was getting that it was just called something else before um but i'm i'm stoked i'm really enjoying it i think i i feel like it is a pretty good quality thing that we're putting out into the world and it, it is not taking significantly more effort than not doing it so that makes me pretty happy uh, Blue Scream says, where did you get the idea for the wine puzzle in Spooky Raven? I've often wondered if it was a nod to the classic D&D module, Rahasia. Uh, no, I'm not familiar with the classic D&D module, Rahasia. I don't remember if there was some particular inspiration for that puzzle or not. Um, I knew I knew that I wanted the puzzle across Spooky Raven to result in you finding his glasses uh, and that that would allow you to see some sort of glyphs and then I think well, let's see, what do glyphs do in a wine cellar? Oh, they unlock it by you wasting a bunch of wine. Um, I kind of wish that I had not done the thing where the wine is actually consumable as wine uh, and, and randomized because I ended up, you know, just when I'm just typing some numbers into some shit and nobody else can see them, I think I ended up making one of those too good. Um. The, the good one is too good and it's trivial to figure out which one is the good one but yeah uh, that bloke says on that note when will Khan be held in a more tropical wildly exotic location say Burkina Faso I've never heard of Burkina Faso uh, good old Burkina Faso I've never heard of that island I had never heard of that island and I don't remember what it's called but somebody was talking about it in lounge the other day uh, like Yarek the Real Bad and Nightmare were talking about it it's some island that looks like a vagina Oh, yeah. You know, Vagina Island. Ah, Vagina Island. It's just, it's got some name that sounds Hawaiian and I think maybe starts with a W or an M. Like they do, sure. I, I might have been looking at it upside down. Um, but yeah, it's an island with some volcanic clitoris. Uh, Numenor says earlier today, how's the Naughty Sorcerer's Change for Mist classes going? It's going, going, gone, buddy! Got that cranked out in something... Uh, approximating record time uh sorry asuka says are you going to revamp the level 8 quest substantially just curious since you said you were mostly happy with the level 7 quest and weren't going to do much and then dropped a huge and awesome update on us um i that's the thing right i i don't think that from a casual player's perspective the level 7 quest update was actually huge yeah um yeah because it's still just like go through these branches, kill the bosses in them, and then kill the big boss, right? It's just that there's a visible counter added, which is pretty much it from a novice player's perspective. That's the only change, is that now there is an indication of how much work they have to do to clear it out instead of just kind of praying. I, I think the fact that there was a lot that went on to make it more comprehensible mechanically um, and the the subzones sort of differentiated in the ways in which you speed them up, like makes it seem like a bigger deal in a way that I would not describe as being a big deal. Um, level eight, though, that is th that quest of all of the things that we have plays like the way we would write a quest now, right? It's just like go here, do this. Now go here and do this. Now go here and do this. Like he pretty much always tells you exactly what you need to do. The main thing I'm going to do is just add. Uh, add the add that into the quest tracker. I do think that it would be fun if the quest didn't just omit the actual Yeti hunt. Right. 
you know, like if if we did add a boss to that quest, because it's a little boring that it doesn't have a boss. Um, but you know that I don't think would consist of you know, and granted, famous last words, because nothing that I end up doing is ever as straightforward as it is in my head when I first have the idea. Uh, I don't think that that revamp will consist of much. Um, is the level eight yeah. quest is the trapdoor quest? Isn't it? Yeah, I'll take your word for it. <clears throat> Maybe not. Dude, I don't remember. If it is, you know my only suggestion. I don't remember what your only suggestion is. Do you not want to talk about it? Get, get rid of the goat cheese requirement. Wait, really? Why do you like the goat cheese requirement? It takes too long. I got stuff to do. Yeah, level 8 is Mount McLarge huge. Yeah, maybe we could streamline it a little bit. It is a thing, I guess, that has a low drop rate, so it's like it takes a very small number of turns for somebody who's trying really hard and a really all-over-the-place number of turns for somebody who's not. Oh. And so, I'm always going to be the guy who's not. Like, I feel like that's... Sure, the, yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, the game needs role. to be fun for you, right? Uh, I mean, I, I feel like what we've been doing with these is, is making it so it doesn't take for fucking ever if you're not trying, slowing it down a little bit if you are trying, making it less inscrutable, you know... Getting trying to get back to basics with the with the mechanics, um, and uh, yeah, you know, we'll see. One thing that I was probably going to do was uh, make it so if you ascend uh, Little Canadia that you can just buy goat cheese. Hmm. Um, try and further balance those where every every sign has one quest that you can sort of buy your way past. Huh. Um, but I don't know. You know, I, I mean, that effectively just makes that part of the quest take zero turns. So that might not be exactly what I do, but uh, that was that was one idea that I had. Uh, continuing on. Stetherell says, I was wondering what you meant when you said we'll be able to perm skills faster once the Valhalla revamp goes live. Will we be able to perm two or even three skills at the end of a run if we earn enough currency, or is it simply a side effect of the fact that runs will go faster? Would you entertain the idea of being able to pay a lot more currency to hardcore perm a skill at the end of a softcore run, given certain conditions? Uh, also, secretary. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, y- yes. R- uh, runs will not... <sighs> runs where you're not trying will be faster. Runs where you are trying will be slightly slower, uh, but that is not what I mean. You will, if you 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 will be able to save up the currency and perm multiple skills in a single run. Um, and and yes, I am I am definitely open to the idea of you being able to perm softcore skills after doing a hardcore run and etc. Um, I had made the decision, despite the fact that this is probably going to make some people whine, to not maintain a separate hardcore and softcore currency for perming skills. Um, which the only reason that we were going to do that is because we thought people might chafe at the idea of, well, if I do fast hardcore runs, I could perm softcore skills faster, so now i got to do a bunch of hardcore runs to do softcore. Or now I, uh, you know, people, these, these softcore faggots who never did a hardcore run in their life are suddenly hardcore perming skills, and I don't like these faggots. They're like, you know, you should stop using that word. It's a hate word. Yeah, it's retarded to keep using that word. Yeah. You nigger. Um... You know what I was thinking about? I was going to make a joke about, uh, well, I was not going to make a joke. I was going to repeat a joke from The Onion. The Onion used faggot in a joke like nine years ago. Yeah. Professor Faggot Q. Boredom's lame-ucational cocksuckery. Yeah. Yeah. 
I'm actually still surprised when I hear Money for Nothing on the radio, and it has the verse that see the little faggot with a something or other, you know, that little faggot has his own jet airplane, that little faggot's a millionaire. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the world has just kind of moved on and uh, made us assholes in retrospect, which is unfortunate. Well, well, although they took so yeah, they they took that off. Uh, they they made him start playing an edited version in Canada on the oh. radio because of that line. That actually was in the news really recently. Huh. I mean, and like the weird thing about that, I feel like we talked about this on the radio actually, but it might might have been on the Thursday show. Um, the, the it's the the lyrics are sarcastic, right? Like they are, they are saying those things as a caricature of a person that is making fun of them. Yeah, he... The story is he overheard a couple of guys in a... Like, who were moving appliances around in a department store. You know, just salt-of-the-earth, blue-collar guys watching a video that was playing on one of the TVs. And he just kind of transcribed the speech almost verbatim. Yeah. And then made it rhyme, you know. Yeah. That song is so good. You'd think in that case that it would be all right, but yeah. Why is Dire Straits so good? And why why am I such a middle-aged man? Because I believe <laughs> that Dire Straits is really good. You know, I hear Dire Straits and the Eagles are playing a concert. Should yeah, I'm not out. super fond of the Eagles. That's why do I why do I like Dire Straits and not the Eagles? I would say the Dire Straits are the better band, sure. You think? I, mean, I think Mark I Knopfler know. is Mark Knopfler is certainly like talented in a way that no one in the Eagles is. Right. Right. Um, I also like ZZ Top a lot. Yeah, I can't stand ZZ Talk. Really? I can't stand ZZ Talk or DC Top. <laughs> yeah. Why don't you like ZZ Top? Yeah. It, they've just always been kind of boring. To me. Yeah, well, I mean, that's the thing. I feel like the worst thing that you can say about it is that it is just very inoffensive rock and roll. Yeah, what got me is, like, these days I'm a little more chill about lyrics. Like, if a song is fun to listen to, it doesn't matter if the lyrics are kind of stupid. But back in the day, the first time I heard She's Got Legs, She Knows How to Use Them, it's like, that's retarded. <laughs> Shut up. Wow. They wrote a whole song called That Smell. Yeah. And then there's the song where there's all That song is awesome. That song is awesome. That song is one of the that song is one of the classic songs of our generation. Yeah, I don't like the grain. I mean generation slightly before ours. Uh Bumcheek City says, Are we up for another tome soon? Tomes are awesome. Clan dungeon? Clan dungeons are awesome. And what the heck do I do with the zillions of insanely dense meat gems we're getting through the fact spot spading army? If we manage to spade the ultra rare mechanic mechanic, will we get cool points? Ah hmm. uh, yes, cool is the number of points that you will get. Uh I don't know, man. We don't really have like item of the month plans and stuff like that. Uh, we're aware that it's been a while since a tome, but tomes are so tricky. Yeah. What what was the last tome? I thought it wasn't that long ago, the was it? Sugar Shamaning, which was last January, maybe? Wow, was that really the last one we did? I feel I feel as though that is the case. Unless there's another one that I'm not thinking of. Oh. Uh, Istari says, yes. uh, Valhalla Revamp sounds awesome, can't wait. Point of confusion, though. Is challenge mode rolling concurrently with it or coming out later? Um, the, the current goal 
is for the first challenge path to roll out with the Valhalla revamp. Um, the first challenge path is not going to be something super crazy like Batman. It's going to be it's going to be like a you know some new content, but mostly it is not a new content focused challenge path. Um, so you know we're we're trying to you know like like we do with a lot of things we're trying to set the bar at the, at a reasonable point with the first one of these so that we can just not ever do anything that is that simple or straightforward ever again like the first fucking uncle p's map it was the only one that actually followed the rules that i set up <laughs> scully always gets close but uh boy boy do i not most of those uh, most of the ones that i wrote kept to the the 10 things that yeah but there were some that were like I had monsters that didn't have drops, and you didn't want to do that. So. Yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, and it, and it's impossible. It's impossible to follow my rules while also following my rules. You know. <laughs> I think that that's a mark of an effective manager, though. Sure. <laughs> you can't be bothered uh, with the details. You're you're yeah, more do, of a big do as I say, not as I yeah. say. <laughs> um. So the the only problem with this is that the the fact that the challenge the first challenge path is coming out of the same map as a Valhalla revamp might end up pushing a little bit. Um, it also depends on how quick this week I can get the item of the month into shape. Yeah. Um, and I think I think we're I think we're cool. I mean, I, we're we're at a point where I'm super stressed out about the amount of work that has to be done, but I at the very least feel like I have a handle on how much work it is and what it is. Yeah. So it's it's just all right, now it's just work, right? It's not it, like we just it, well rather I what I normally say is it's just labor. It is just sitting down and doing this. Did a bunch of artwork on Friday for the new Valhalla. It's in the process of getting animatrated. I wrote me some uh attack texts. Sweet. For things. Erish says, any thought of adding new recipes to the hot shower in the future? What about rainbow pearl jewelry? Be funny to come up with amazing ideas like that, but not actually be able to craft it due to lack of material. Now, the that's not that's not a content vector that's gonna expand. That's there are there are nothing new under the sun in that shower. Uh, Chilled says, monster-specific hit messages, such as the bar being disarmed, the old turtle slinger against giants, any other examples I can't think of? There is there the ability precious, to write monster-specific yeah. hit messages. There are precious few of them, though, because generally when we're writing those things, I'm not thinking about the fact that we can do that. <clears throat> well, I guess I'm not thinking about all of the specific monsters there are in our game. Yeah, which you can't, right? I mean... I do my best. Uh, yeah. B. Smith says, is the acquisition of stainless plexi and brimstone equipment going to change with the Valhalla revamp? Yes, like fundamentally, and so will what that equipment is. Not like what it is, but it, it, it will... Stainless plexi and brimstone is basically going to become aftercore gear, um, and the enchantments on them will all be improved, um, which we're going to have to do some shit with, like... If we up the equip requirements, we're gonna have to deal with people who have them on and are too low a level or whatever. Maybe we don't need to worry about it. I don't fucking know. Uh, 
Zilf says, uh, I've been slightly dreading this one. I've, uh, I still have two more oxyrods to do next month. I'd like to finish before the revamp. Uh, I don't think that you will finish, but it won't matter. You'll still get it. It will just be, it will just be better and no longer something that you have with you in an ascension. Uh, no better friend says, any chance we can see a display case manager overhaul in the same style as the closet and inventory overhaul? Huh. Yeah, that is that is a pretty shitty thing. I don't know. I don't know how. Uh, yeah, it's one of those things where I'm sure it would make people happy, but there's uh, better uses of Chris's time. I think that's what I think. That is what I think. Uh, Shop Troll says. I know you guys already sent a we miss you email to lapsed accounts, but have you ever considered sending out a quarterly newspaper on an opt-in? A newspaper? A newslet? Newsletter. A newsletter. Uh, on an opt-in. But usually it's the letter O uh, <laughs> on an opt-in basis. Might uh, be a nice way for people to catch up on what's changed if they go away for a while. Plus it'd be another vector for that sweet, sweet writing this game is known for. Speaking of writing, new Choose Your Own Adventure at Comic-Con this year. Yeah, I, I think I might make somebody else write it again uh, since I did last year's. I could just try and make myself do it again. I could write a, uh, I could write it, but it would have to. It would probably end up being Lars the Siberian. You think? He's just so damn easy to write. I Is he in an interactive yeah, context? Possibly, although that may be too similar to the the Crack Rocks, CYOA that we did. I could write another one about growing up in Prescott. Yeah, <laughs> that was a strange. Yeah, that one got weird. Uh, you know, I don't know if we actually have any metric for, for the popularity of these things, so who knows? We could probably just do whatever the fuck we want. Press here to masturbate the goat. Press here. <laughs> oh, also, our, our children adventure is printed on a goat. Uh, Light Ninja says... When you revamped the tavern, you made it so the faucet always showed up around the left side of the tavern, which was awesome. Any chance you would do something similar for the Hidden City? Divide the entire Hidden City into regions, only allowing one altar and one protector spirit to occupy a certain region, something like this. Then place the ancient protector spirit that drops the obsidian dagger and the smallish temple in the center row. You don't even have to physically divide it, just add it as a trick like the barrel's trick for farming booze. Adds a bit more strategy to a very luck-driven zone, M.O. Uh, for the record, Microsoft Paint on a public computer for the lose. I don't know what that... Oh, wait, I see something like this and he links to a picture that he drew yeah um i could imagine that once i get to that i will want to change the way that that works and make it i i've never been happy with the way that that looks huh. either um and so so yeah i'll probably do something more interesting with that and I think in general now you know I'm so something that was kind of interesting about the uh, the crypt revamp is that the, the initial plan that I had for what I was going to do with it ended up just being after I did a bunch of work on it ended up being like kind of a bad idea and the unanswered questions that had to be answered ended up not having a good answer and so I ended up really kind of simplifying it it made it more complicated to code on my end, but it made it a lot simpler from the user's perspective. So, you know, I think I'm getting better at making things that are good. <laughs> so the, the more times I, I, you know, the more the more I encounter things that people complain about now, the more I'm like, oh, okay, I know how to make this better. Um, 
Starwood says, quick question for Jake. Is there a set schedule for Advice Hot Dog? Uh, there is, but this art thing, its it was I would have normally uploaded it on Sunday night, but I'm trying to see if this thing works with embedding the art in the file. And so I, because of Easter, uh, Roy was not around to do artwork for it quickly. And so I'll, uh, I'll upload it tonight is what I will do. Um, so, yeah. Huh? Weird people talking about the thing. Uh, I think Thursday, says Azuli, and there was a suggestion for making the thrust slash lunging thrust smack two-handed club always hit mechanic apply when one-handed clubs without an offhand or two one-handed clubs are wielded. I think you dismissed it due to some snide comment at the end of the suggestion, but I'd like to revisit it. I love that two-handed clubs never miss with that. I'd love it even more if dual-wielding one-handed clubs gave a similar effect, especially so considering of the flavor, one of the flavors of seal clubber is dual-wielding. Better yet, I think it'd be nifty if there was some way for seal clubbers to take one-handed weapons and wield them as two-handed weapons, applying bonuses to damage and hit chance and whatnot. Yeah, I... I get that you would like it more if all of the one-handed clubs in the game got a huge boost to their effectiveness, but they're already good, and that's why you want to use them instead of the two-handed clubs, right? Like, I'm not, I'm not dismissing it out of hand. I am dismissing it as just asking for power creep, right? And I don't think that there is a compelling reason to do that other than we want things to hit harder, Right? Because yeah. it's not adding power creep in a way that lets us put in more content or more interesting stuff to do. It is it is just flat out like, all right, we'll just make these better. And we want to save that for items of the month. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh, I see. They was correcting him because the faucet doesn't always show up on the left. It depends on the it depends on the order in which you explore it. What's weird though is that the way that I did it in testing, it always ended up on the left. Something about that, something about the way that's laid up, I wonder if people tend to always go clockwise when they're exploring. That's interesting. Because I forgot that it just totally doesn't have to be that way. It just is. If you go that direction. Yeah. Huh. Uh, let's see. Baby Scarface says the golden setting seems to be missing from the clan shower. I, did it occur to any of us? I mean, I'm sure we made a joke about it, but did it did it occur to us to actually make that joke in the game? I don't think anybody suggested it in seriousness. Yeah. Uh, and we, if somebody had suggested it in seriousness, I think we would have said we already have two golden shower jokes in the game. Do we? And that's enough. Yeah, well, there's the Duce de Oro. And okay. there, there was one other one that somebody pointed out in the thread. I thought that was a shower of bears. That would be due today also. Oh. Yeah. Not a shower of eyes? <laughs> you know, if you don't know a difference between gold and a bear and an eye, you must be really confused at James Bond movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, like the movie Golden Bear. Yeah. The, uh, you know, <laughs> about that bear that eats the golden grabs. There's another, when you have the gold, the bottle of gold schnockered equipped, your skill is golden shower. Oh, okay. 
Uh, Josh the Saucerer Man says, hey guys, have you uh, have you yet heard about slash played that Savage World RPG? It's pretty nifty. Uh, no, I did. I looked uh, looked it up on Wikipedia when I saw this question the other day, and it seems like uh, Deadlands either Savage Worlds is modified Deadlands rules, or the Deadlands rules were modified Savage World or something. That they, they they have some sort of uh, progenitor in common at least. Um, Deadlands, I like the mechanics of, but they're confusing. Like, I like the, uh, you know, I like the fact that magic is like, you've got to play cards with demons. I think that's a neat uh, conceit and fits really well into the fiction of the world. Right. Um, that Hoyle's Book of Games was actually a, a, a tome of magic to those who know how to read it. Um, which I guess if you didn't actually read the source book, you didn't get a lot of the backstory of how that magic stuff works, even though you were playing. I also like that all of our characters were named after the members of KISS. Um, also, he says, Bonzo Dog Doodah Band 9 to 5 Pollution Blues or Tent. I have no idea what, I mean, I know what all of those words mean, but I don't know what any of them mean relative to any of the others. I've I mean, heard... I get that the or means you're giving us a, a, a choice between two things. Uh, Bonzo Dog Doodah Band is kind of a, uh, like a, maybe a ween with a, with more parody to it. Like, like a ween plus Weird Al. Okay. They did, they did kind of weird songs in various genres. Hmm. So I've heard it, I've heard one of their songs and it was like a Beatles pastiche. That was pretty funny. Uh, Yeah. I'm curious, like, if I had never heard Weird Al, if I did not, like, love Weird Al as a kid, I wonder what I would feel like if I encountered him now. Because huh. I feel like it's not that I it's not that I dislike, I mean, I certainly don't dislike novelty acts, you know, but I never like new ones. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, I don't, like, I don't really like listening to Paul and Storm, right? Like, I'm sure, like, they're funny guys. I really enjoyed, like, Wootstock. Right, like that seems like they're really trying to put cool shit into the world, and I respect what they're doing. But I don't like any of their songs. I'm just like, ah, that's stupid. Yeah, I was surprised that I, I feel like you've changed a little bit. You think that way? Yeah. Uh, I knew that when I sent you the one that's a cover of a couple of Eminem songs done to to be like a Lord of the Rings themed thing that I thought was really clever. You're like, dude, uh-huh. why, why would I ever listen to that? Because it's, like, it's funny? Yeah. Like, the like, serious like, flag, like Harry Potter? Phil like King? Yeah, I don't know that we have to call it Phil King anymore. We have to... <laughs> oh, you just reject that that's a thing. Yeah, I reject that that's a word. Because okay. a parody song is fine. Uh-huh. Right. It's I mean, Phil King just gives me, gives me a, a community to latch my hatred onto. Right. So it's always, yeah. So really, just a, it's like their slave name, um, Orko or Orochi Depu says. Now that you've deprecated the Stargazer RSS, I can no longer get my feeds in Zoom. Can you please make the archive like the XML feed, the Hot Dog Cast you use? Those are swell. Thanks. Uh, it is uh, an XML feed like that, and if you go to kolpodcast.com, which I realize this. Uh, <sighs> I should have been more explicit in that farewell message that if you go to kolpodcast.com, there is a direct link to the new XML feed. Also, if you go to 
the KOL radio archive, which is linked to from the front page, there is a link. There, there is a the RSS feed now points to the new podcast feed, which people had described that as being like a malformed uh, RSS feed, but it totally wasn't. It was just an RSS feed that was not designed to be picked up by a, an iPod, um, and so it didn't have a lot of the stuff that the the Zune, I guess, feed structure decided was standard. Um, all it was meant to be was an RSS feed that pointed to the files so that people could read it in regular RSS readers. Um, I don't know what that enclosure bullshit is. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, that, there there is that feed. And it's like, I don't... Not, you know, I kind of want to like give these shows names now. There's no good way to do that uh, because the, the podcast feed is being generated automatically based on the contents of the directory, the same way that the radio uh, archive thing is. Um. You know, and they they all just have names that are like the date, yeah, <laughs> which is fine. That's all they had before, but yeah, you know, and we'd all we'd have to like constantly listen for the clever phrase that was going to be the title. Yeah, that's true. I do often find myself listening to the first like twenty minutes of a podcast, trying to come up with what the title of it is going to be, instead of like writing them. You know what they did on the Overthinking It uh, podcast is they have. Uh, they have a back chat channel open in Skype where they suggest as people say things they will put that in quotes as a suggestion for the title and then they go through and pick which one is the best at the end and that's the title of the episode which I was you know that's a clever way of accomplishing that yeah. uh, Cosmic Hunter says so does the leveling get easier and or uh, uh, ability to not run out of adventures quick at a higher level yeah yeah it does buddy You'll have so many adventures, you don't know what the fuck to do with them. And you'll level so fast, you'll be like, fuck, I wish I hadn't leveled so fast. Because now I'm all sore. Sore? Yeah, from all the fast leveling. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't, I don't either. It wasn't, it wasn't actually a joke. <laughs> I was just saying things. You know, it's like that monkey typewriter. Uh, how's that? How's that for being at the end of a show? That seems like a that seems like a good stopping point. We did such a fantastic job of making a joke about leveling let me, fast. Uh, let me throw a real quick. Um, to, to El Trasero says, Mister Skullhead, I have knocked up the wife. Any advice for a new father? I assume he means his wife. Otherwise, it would be any advice for a guy who knocked up his best friend's wife or something. So, uh, in, in all seriousness, my advice for somebody who's going to be a new father is. This shit is in no way as hard as it seems like it's going to be. It is in no way as complicated, and it is in no way as scary as it it seems like it's going to be. It's like yeah, I feel like if it was easy to fuck up, there would really be no dumb people with kids that are yeah. still alive, and there just obviously are everywhere. I mean, especially these first couple of years, or the like, the first year at least. All you have to do is feed it when it's hungry, change the diaper, give it, you know, some formula and, like, move it around so that it gets, you know, turn it towards the sun occasionally. So Formula? Like, what are you, some kind of robot? I'm sorry, I meant organic arugula. Uh, textured vegetable protein. Do you, like, what? did you, I thought your kid was, your kid was breastfed. Yeah. Did you I, supplement with formula? No. <laughs> we didn't give him any formula at all. Oh, okay. I, Give him food and liquid. Why did you say formula? Food. Why would you? Why? Why would you? You freaked me. You, I'm scared now. What are you? Yeah. What? 
What I'm trying to say to this guy in all seriousness is don't worry about it. It's going to be fine. Yeah. It's going to be a little bit of work, but it's work that you can do. And, you know, the scary shit happens later when you have to figure out how to actually parent in a style that's not going to fuck the kid up for life. But then also... The hard part if it's a daughter is when she turns 18. Yeah. Just remember that every parent fucks up raising their kids because nobody really knows what they're doing. So everybody in the world is fucked up, and yet somehow we were fine. So it's going to be except fine. For the, except for those of us that are fucked up and broken. It's going to be fine, and it's going to be awesome. So I I envy you the experience you're about to have. Best have fun with that. Sir. I'm gonna. I'll be at the movies whatever night I want. <laughs> and uh, 